Welcome to episode 186 of the podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hadamia. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So we tried to record this morning very early. What was that, 830? Yeah. And the next thing I knew, there was roofers at my door <laughs> coming yeah. up to do work. I was like, oh, I didn't know y'all working on Saturday. Oh, Tina, we and got they to postpone. phone. full day. Yeah, they just finished. We got full back here day. at 6 or 6. 6.30. Yeah, they did. Dang. Good. Listen, I need it. I need it done. I'm excited about this oh, roof getting done. It's going to be amazing. <sighs> it's going to be amazing. Next steps, homeowners insurance renewal, and I'll be set. So mm. and I've gotten some quotes I was telling you. It's like right between what I had like two years ago and what I have now. So it's like if, if this number is going to work out, I might be good. You know, there's like light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel of all of this. Yay. So and I put in my stories today on my inst- my personal Instagram. Um, I was just telling Tina that Ileana Glazer, who was on um, Broad City, and she's done activism and stuff, and she was screaming about you know, the strike and how these executives at these Hollywood, you know, movie studios think that a, they can use AI to replace actors. Like that's yeah. how out of touch they are with reality as far as like they don't eat with regular people. They right. don't fly with regular people. They don't sweat with regular people. They're just so far removed from like everyday society. And and I, that's my perfect description of how I would talk about the legislators, you know, these, these Republican legislators and Governor DeSantis himself don't really understand the struggle that they have put Floridians in. And I feel like what we know now is like the tip of the iceberg. Like what's about to happen with this and the effects of the homeowner's insurance increase and the amount of homes, like you're trying to sell yeah. your house right now, but there's about to, and there's not a lot of homes on the market. Like it was, a, there was the boom yeah. because o- there was only a few houses for sale. I think there's gonna, about to be a lot more houses for sale and it's going to Uh-oh, shift the market me. here. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to shift the market, meaning you'll have to bring your price down because there'll be so many people, right. you know, so supply and demand. Right. Yep. So, uh, I just, it's, it's a reality for so many people and it's, it's terrifying. And I, I just don't think it's really reached its peak yet. And, and no. we're about to, we're and, about to and, go down this hole. And we're about to head into hurricane season. And yeah. so like, I, I can't think believe that's going to be well, we're in hurric- another, we yeah. are in, in yeah. the middle, but we're, we're at the time we're really like yeah. the storms start coming. That's what you scares know? me about my roof. Once we get up. into August, you know, yeah. who the fuck replaces a roof during hurricane season? Hillary Doherty. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. It's uh. It's a crazy time. It's a crazy time. And I do see it all over the place. And there is a drive I've noticed on Twitter with Democrat uh, legislators here from Florida. Every time DeSantis does something, they retweet it and they're like, wish he cared more about homeowners insurance than whatever goofy fucking thing he's doing now. Oh, his numbers are in the toilet. It is an incredible thing to watch. It really, really is incredible to watch. I mean, he's such a loser. He just is so... um, (laughs) It's just, it's incredible to think he thought his popularity here was going to extend across nationally. He thought the policies, and I was telling Tina this morning (laughs) that, you know, if you live in California or Nebraska or Michigan or New York and you're watching the news, the only information you have about DeSantis are the, look at this crazy thing they just did in Florida, right? So that's the information that y'all are getting out there. And then he comes to your town and then you can see that he's this like awkward, uncomfortable, like no personality just in, in yeah. politics to not have a personality is death. It's a death wish. And he is liked here, but there are a lot of Trump lovers here too, and they don't like him. So he's battling yeah. that oh. too. He's battling like, you know, of course the Dems that can't stand him, but he's also battling like Trump's base yeah. who can't stand him and radio hosts who'd like talk shit about him all the time. Yeah. So, you know. But P.S., this is the other crazy thing that I read about his campaign this week. They don't know what to do about the Trump situation because DeSantis is like, he shouldn't be charged with anything right. for January 6th. Cause he he's trying to kiss a, ass right, with those people. Because the poll, this is the craziest thing. The polls about Trump, he becomes more likable every time he's charged. The base likes him more yeah. when he's charged he's with crimes. He's a martyr because, because he's a yeah. martyr. He is a martyr so, for them. 
It is like the government's coming after him. The bad guy, the big bad government, right? Meanwhile, he's running for president, which is the head of the big bad government. Uh, But we'll we'll put that aside for a second. Well, no, but then remember, there's still the people that believe that Trump is really president. Yeah. And that, you know, did you hear that? That Trump is really president. I don't don't remember if I said this uh, last week or not, but that Hillary. Oh. The reason why. Like gas prices are high and like all interest rates and this and that is because that's what would have happened under Hillary. Yeah. And so Trump as secret president is making all of this inflation and all this stuff happen so that we can feel what it would be like if Hillary was president. And then when he comes in as like the public president, then then everything goes back to normal. So it's just like to kind of show us what things could be like. Just the, the two minutes it took you to, <laughs> or the one minute it took you to explain that, I'll never get back in my life. Oh, Could you imagine there's people who actually God. walk around and believe this? I, I believe it. But because Trump what gets more popular, but because Trump becomes more popular, the more he's charged, DeSantis that means down. DeSantis yeah. can't attack him and go, look at how he's a criminal. Look at this, look at this. Because it makes DeSantis look bad to the base. Yeah. So they are trying to figure out you're wonky. The people you need to vote for you are fucking nuts. Yeah. They are nuts. You know? Oh, it's the wildest it's, fucking it's thing crazy. I've ever seen. But it, it it is, I am grateful to know, I know I live in Florida and it really sucks. And I hate that. I, I think I tweeted this last week. Like, I don't know why Florida bought his bullshit and the rest of the world doesn't. What is different about Florida voters that bought into his utter bullshit? And when he takes that same bullshit across state lines, it, it doesn't, doesn't fly. Yeah, it doesn't work. What the fuck is that? I don't but know. But I'm grateful. I'm grateful y'all aren't buying his bullshit. Thank you. Thank oh you God. very much. The well, other thing about Trump, let's talk about Trump oh. and like now these new charges that came out Friday, Thursday night. Thursday yeah. night, it came out that they are adding additional charges because this dumb motherfucker. He talks too much. He talks too for much. For someone from New York yeah. who should know to keep his mouth shut. Keep your mouth he shut. He talks so he much. He loves it. He <laughs> fucking loves it, he's bro. Like, like, he's like the example oh. of like sticking your foot in your mouth. Like, yeah. look it up. There's Trump's picture. He's the one who buys the Cadillac <laughs> and the fur yes, jacket for his wife idiot. and good fellas. And the guy. guy goes, what are you doing <laughs> to return it? Bobby D's yes. like, return that shit right same thing because he gets charged with now he's he's got crimes racking up where he could get 140 years in prison please for the love of god this man's about to have the the, please uh, for the love of god he's about to be involved in the next six months but with in between four and six trials that this is a like like chris and they're still trying to push it off yeah after the yeah. election and chris christie can you said imagine if that one, happened he, yeah chris christie said he's a one-man crime wave <laughs> anyway these this crimes, coming from chris christie I know. anyway this guy oh they've got him with notes and everything else talking about delete security camera video yeah from mar-a-lago where he was <laughs> they were moving where he the was boxes around moving boxes and like straight up like just talking to people on the golf course yeah. about like classified information yeah. it is and bonkers there's a guy that's now charged who's like this fucking you know i, I don't know a helper at yeah. mar-a-lago yeah. he was moving the documents in, and he was asking him to delete the video and i don't know if he deleted any of it but he's now also charged with something because well, he's involved in yeah, all of this because well. his boss asked him to do something you know and this listen yeah, everybody's so, so making a paycheck not, but people may not know like it, you know he might go okay i guess i can delete that like if he doesn't know what it's connected of course to, not. it's I his mean, boss people need to work what is he gonna do come on man and if that guy ends up in jail and trump doesn't my god oh so uh what do you want to go to now what do you got um, I, we still I haven't had anything on yeah. my list. <laughs> uh, I was just going to talk about with DeSantis and his campaigning. We talked yeah. about the state uh, vehicles on the campaign tour. No, we didn't. We talked about that. Um, oh, yeah. Wait. This morning we talked yes, yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, he's going around. He got in an accident. In Tennessee. And it's a state. It's 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 a state vehicle. So he's using a state vehicle, state funded money for his campaign, which is illegal. Yeah. But he created a law. Yep. Where he doesn't have to report how he's spending money. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, for or this, how he's and, traveling. And, and he how he's traveling in the sunshine state. Yeah. We have no sunshine here. Yeah. There's no transparency. It's against the, you cannot use state vehicles on campaign business. Those are supposed <laughs> to be two different things. This is why. It's illegal. But this is why Florida had a little law called resign to run. Mm. Where you run for office and, and it clears the decks. So yep. you, you, none of your shit is involved in your government office. You not, you don't use staff. You don't use money. You don't. Right. No, 
Not fucking DeSantis. He had his fucking goons in the legislature change the law. It gets into a car accident in Tennessee, which is a few states away from Florida, in oh a government fucking vehicle. And we never would have known unless somebody started to do some digging because we didn't have to find out. He's a criminal. He and he's is. trying to do criminal things. And nobody does anything. No, we can't because the law was changed. What are we supposed to do? <sighs> All right. The other you, thing I wanted yeah. to talk about was Mitch McConnell. Yes. Okay, good. Because that's on my list. Um, Oh my God, frozen dude. Mitch McConnell. But but my favorite thing about the frozen Mitch McConnell was a girl with a microphone, which who we had yeah. on our show as a guest. She made a video of it and she dubbed over it with the Wizard of Oz and it like zooms in on Mitch McConnell and it's like, Royal can. Royal can. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the people are yeah. like when they come up, they're like, what is he saying? You know, it's yeah. so funny oh my god it's so funny it's so funny and i don't care you know i, oh, I mean listen oh, oh, listen oh, oh, i oh. would not wish bad health on anybody well. but this man just like diane feinstein just like yeah. nancy pelosi just like you know uh, we are both sides of the aisle here that comes to a certain age you need to go away and the other hypocrisy of this Republican Party is like Joe Biden trips. Oh, my God. He's incoherent. We got to get rid. He, he can't serve. He can't serve. I mean, the slightest thing that Joe Biden does, he stutters. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This guy froze and had yeah. a mini stroke or seizure it, it, or something. Something, something fucking and, happened. But do you hear anyone saying that Mitch McConnell's got to go? The same well, people that are saying it, the same people that say it about Pelosi or, or anyone on the Dem side, they can't ever do it both ways. They're saying it very quietly because now I've seen stories leak that say that these Republicans that are there are very concerned about McConnell. Like they are now seeing... That this is an issue. Now, I contend with, I've watched that video 50 fucking times because I am shocked by it. Uh, it's yeah. shocking to watch. Yeah. It is. And it's like you can tell and something has and, happened. And also we live in a very polite society. Like if that was my boss, I'd be like, we need to call for help. Right, right. right. And so I'm sure they called for a doctor to come and see him. Or maybe there but was a doctor in see, the back already. You, you know what I mean? You could see the people around him, like behind him who were just like, like oh, shit. they know something yeah. was going on and this man, they were very calm. He is like the fourth highest person in our government, right? It's like, it's what it's president, vice president, speaker of the house. And then the head of the Senate. Am I crazy? This guy is like fourth in line. Can you imagine? And also oh my our, God. our country's kind of on the, the brink. Like it's not doing that great. And Mitch McConnell is the cause of a lot of problems. Yeah. In our so, and, and I saw that on Twitter too. Oh, we shouldn't mock someone's health. Let me we tell you something. But he's destroyed our country. He is someone our who judges are fucking scotus. Yeah. He is someone who has also created harm to millions and millions, millions of, of people. people. He single handedly made it a point to cause harm to people. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> if he had died at the podium, I would have sent. I would have pissed on the flowers that they sent to his grave. <laughs> Seriously, fuck you. Fuck you. All due respect to your family. I'm sure he yeah. has children and grandchildren. No. God bless. I mean, maybe he's nice behind closed doors. But, but, on, uh, but on purpose, but you, in, in the daylight, and you're gonna he go causes down, harm. You're going to go down in history as a horrible person. Yeah. And you want to die in office? Person. By the way, is this how you want to die? I know. And in office? Get the fuck out. And then days how old is he? Two days before this, Diane Feinstein's trying to vote on a budget and she's confused and she's reading from this paper oh, and God. she starts to read this whole thing and someone next to her is going, her aide or whatever is going, just say I, just say I. Someone <gasps> had to come up next to her and say, you just need to say I. She goes, oh, I don't need to read this whole thing. Okay, I. No, because no, this is not how election. This, this is not, this is yeah, Diane no, Feinstein. no, no, no. No. This Diane Feinstein and fucking Mitch McConnell. Go home. Go home. Get a fucking take a nap. It's done. We're done now. Get the fuck I out. I mean, listen. It's so fucking infuriating. Listen. If she's voting I on something that's good, great. However, that's not how she should be voting. There should not be someone in her ear telling her what to say. These how is that even possible? These are not lifetime positions. How is that even possible? public. You're not even trying to hide it. Go that, home. That Go is away. Outrageous. This is not that how. That vote shouldn't even count, frankly. And these jobs should that not vote exist shouldn't count. for this long. This is not a lifetime position. Retire. Have you anybody in fucking government ever heard the word retire? Get the fuck out. Get out. 
term it's limits so, it. it pisses me term off so bad limits we have term limits for everything on the municipal level and these other levels why can't we do it in the senate or the house why can't we i don't understand what don't is either. wrong but y'all need to but get it together it's lobbyists it's all of the money 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 I, I yeah. fuck it die mitch mcconnell <laughs> all right um the other thing yeah. that i thought was funny and um i'm gonna try to pull it up on my phone was the fight between uh, Eric Swalwell and Kevin McCarthy. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, so I took a screenshot of part of the conversation. Um, so I just wanted to read about it. So basically they um, were sort of in each, it, basically they got in each other's faces, mm -hmm. right? And they're fighting. And someone says they were basically nose to nose. And Swalwell said, are we really going to do this? And then they kept arguing. McCarthy puffed up his chest threaten physical violence again. And McCarthy says to him, call me a pussy again and I'll kick your ass. Swalwell, never afraid to stand up to fascist bullies, looks him in the eye and says, you are a pussy. <laughs> he is the best. Oh my God. Yeah. Dude. And then they stare at each other down and like, that's kind of how it went. Yeah. You know, isn't that a great little story? It's like dudes and their dicks, <laughs> like in the schoolyard. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Oh my I never heard God. that. That's really good. I, there's a local story that I'm dying to tell you about. I was I just, mean, we were just at a party and I was telling everybody, did you hear this story? Did you read this in the paper? Yeah, did you yeah. see this? So last week, uh, July 22nd, there's this article buried like fourth or fifth page in the paper about this little city called tamarack that's in broward county it's a yeah. little tiny retirement community it's basically older people there's a commissioner there who's always in the news <laughs> i mean always every time i see reelected every time i see tamarack i go i know marlon bolton is going to be mentioned in this <laughs> he's always in the paper for shenanigans wow. and somehow he gets out of this one he gets out of that one it is the wildest <laughs> fucking place and there's tamarack and i knew he'd be involved this is like nobody's reading this story and it's melting my brain okay <laughs> because it's like no one's looking but i i, I don't know well, you so, make a good point about it being buried because like front page news is like sports and like crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Th this is the stuff that should be front page news. At least in the Sun Sentinel, you know? it's here. This yeah. is happening here. Yeah. So basically in Tamarack, there's a neighborhood called Shaker Village. It's a townhouse community. It's like 350 homes and it's a private like a townhouse. gated. Yeah. Little, okay. Right. And in this townhouse or in this community, they have a clubhouse. So I think it was like 2000 in 2015, the hurricane came through, blew the roof off this thing. It's like, it's in terrible shape. They file a claim with the insurance company, right? They get back $397,934.64 from their insurance claim to fix the building. Now who gets that? The city the, the, or, no, no, or no, the no. community? The community, okay. who, like whatever, who's, you know, they probably have an association okay. that like, okay. yeah, yeah, they yeah, have yeah, insurance, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And they file mm -hmm. this claim. They get $397,000 yet back. They didn't do anything. They never fixed the clubhouse. So, th so that's it's sitting yeah. there. With, so then that's where, picture. who is the board? Look at this picture. No okay. roof. Okay. Okay. So, so the board of the, 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 the HOA board, someone's got to look into that because well, where is the happens. money? So here's what happens. Somehow, I, I don't even know how it started, but it's now done that the city of Tamarack is going to purchase this property where the clubhouse and the clubhouse where oh, it's, it's a finished deal it is done they purchased it for two million dollars of taxpayer money and they're gonna it's got to be demolitioned it's got to be completely torn down and they're gonna rebuild a clubhouse that's also slash slash a rec center for the city of tamarack wait a minute okay the city bought the clubhouse or they yes. bought the, the property the, that this, the clubhouse that the, is sitting on and the clubhouse. Okay. So, so like the land that, yes. the, that the townhouses are sitting on, not the townhouses, just the clubhouse. Okay. Cause they're going to so, rebuild but it's a this gated clubhouse. community. Yes. So how are residents outside of the gated community yeah. going to come in it's gonna be used, and use yes, the rec center? It's, because it's going to be used by both. It's like both people who live in Tamarack okay. are allowed to use it. But what's the point of the gated community? I have no idea. You know what I've I mean? Like, how are you going to be able like to walk this? in? You got to show your license and say, I'm a resident Probably. of Tamarack and I can get in here. Maybe. And then Maybe. What, that's more security and that's more. Do you think that they've actually thought that out? 
how many people can it hold? The thing was in the, 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 here's another thing about it. There's so many things in this. I know it sounds like maybe it sounds a little bit weird that I'm talking about Tamarack so much, but it was appraised at 1.25 million. They paid 1.94. Like they overpaid for it. And the mayor, Michelle Gomez is quoted as saying the math does doesn't add up for smart, spe- smart spending on behalf of the city. Like she's but, blasting but, this plan, but it passed. Like but it's who, also so small, like 50 who people. Did it's they like buy 100 it from the association. The so association. now they got the 300 whatever yes. thousand and, and now they got million. this other. So now they have a lot of money they're sitting on. But here's the craziest part. Vice mayor Marlon Bolton, who sits on the commission, lives in the community. Lives in the community. He's lived there in two different ways. He first lived in a townhouse he bought there, right? And then he moved out of that and moved into another townhouse there that hit the church where he's a reverend or whatever. They bought the townhouse and he rents it from them. That's another way he gets money. He's it's he's so what very, he's renting he had, out his original a, townhouse. And I don't living. know. No, I don't think he even has that anymore. He's now renting a townhouse. The church bought for him there. So he's benefiting directly. Did he vote? He was allowed to vote in it. Oh no. This doesn't make any sense. And now the county's inspector general is demanding records surrounding the deal, including quote, any and all communications, which is emails and text messages between vice mayor, Marlon Bolton and city employees discussing the city's purchase of this clubhouse and the land, because it doesn't make sense of why this person was allowed to vote on this. My God, It makes no sense. This is wild to me. And also he's very controversial because he, he runs this church and he says, wild shit at this church he says really it's a church that's at like a storefront i think he's paid through that he also remember he was hired at the commission as an aide on the the county commission for one of these commissioners i forgot oh and then is it rogers estelle rogers i don't remember hazel hazel rogers i think is a commission broward county commissioner and so he was hired as her aide and then it was in the paper that they never put out you have to go through steps to hire somebody and one of the things is you have to announce that the deposition exists oh no you have right? to put that in they um, never did that they just hired him yeah. so then they had to fire him he had to reapply the right way they had to put the job up he reapplied the way and they hired then they then they hired him again so he works for the county commission which is now an county inspector is going to an look into this deal he he's a county co- vice mayor of a city he's a fucking reverend over here he's got his goddamn clubhouse being bought out by the city of tamarack what the fuck what is, is going, going on? on what is going on he's got a lot of moving and shaking going on Ooh. and 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 every time at the end if we find out he never should have done these things and nobody does anything about it he's got his hand in who, too much shit who would be the person to investigate this well i guess the county i guess the county but they're overpaying for it. Somebody was like, where's this $400,000 y'all who got? Who wrote up the deal? I don't know. Maybe the city attorney. Wow. I have no idea. Anyway, it blows my mind that nobody's talking about this. This is this is a wild mucky story right here happening <laughs> in front of our eyes. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Do you have anything else political? Uh, No. Can I tell you about um, Barbenheimer? Oh, yes. Tell okay. me all about it. So I saw Oppenheimer first amazing incredible everything that i dreamed of and more like just the greatest fucking movie so and you know killian murphy was like Ooh. the tits <laughs> but here's some things i realized that happened in the movie that um i didn't realize first is like remember when he poisoned okay you didn't see it in the movie he poisons spoiler his, alert spoiler alert <laughs> he poisons an apple that's on his professor's desk he puts cyanide in it and he leaves it on the desk because he embarrassed him in front of the class wait is this true so or is this speculation i read about that when i was doing the story and it said that it was it c- couldn't be verified and so i was like i'm not including this in my story and then it happened in the movie and i was like oh that isn't verified and, and then i read happen. this week that oppenheimer's grandson is told christopher nolan because it was in the, the the movie's based on a book about oppenheimer and it's in the book as this was speculated right right and but christopher nolan put it in the movie and his grandson told him please do not do this it makes him look really crazy yeah that he would kill his teacher yeah that's and a, it's not verified it's a cuckoo, yeah cuckoo. and it's not verified anywhere so don't include it he put it in the movie so i don't know if that should be in there second of all uh i didn't know that hitler was dead before we dropped the bomb and yeah. I also didn't know that Japan was like on the ropes. So like we could have won the war without dropping these bombs. Mm. And also in the movie, they show that there were many scientists at all these different locations, the Chicago location, Los Alamos, all, all these, the ones that were all working on the bomb stuff that were signing petitions for the government saying, 
Don't do, do not it. do this. Ugh. And he took this information to them saying, let's you know, not do this. We, you know, it's, it's we have necessary. the power. We have the yeah. ability. Let's not do and it. And they were like, we've just spent a billion dollars building this thing. We're dropping it. Like that basically was what the government was doing. Wow. Like we just spent all this but money. But you don't have to. So what? Spend the money. Now you know the technology. Now you know yeah. how it works. Now you can perfect yeah. it or figure it out or see how incredibly damaging it yeah. could be, especially when they did the, the testing. Right. Um, and the impact That should have been that. enough. The Trinity yeah. test should have been enough to tell yeah. the whole world, like we, 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 we can do this thing. Yeah. So it's really disappointing. And, and, and the movie does a very, very, very good job of, if you listen to that episode that when we covered him, that... Um, showed his the torture of it all you know and the, the one thing i read about it that i thought was cool was the cinematography and the moving between black and white and color yes yeah um and that the i don't remember the order because i haven't seen the movie but that the black and white maybe was introspective and like a first person perspective and then color was like an objective third person view and also it's a time change yeah. like like the the hearings that he was in and he had to answer yeah. for himself and he was going to lose his security clearance and all of these things after after the bomb was dropped you know they put him yeah. through hell and oh. especially that Levi Strauss was was the one that really really fucked him over um and Barbie <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world okay no sorry uh, uh oh you didn't like it I didn't I don't <gasps> know I wasn't I mean I I liked it, but I also, I was telling you this, that it just felt like there was a, you know, down with the patriarchy, which I'm fucking here for. Yes, burn But it also, down. like, I know all about that already, so I felt like it was preaching to the choir, like, I don't need to hear that I live in a man's world. I fucking know it every day. So I wondered if, like, this was to get ac across to an audience that doesn't sit in rooms with us, right. that there's this other reality for people, and, like to see that this is a world that we live in and that who is the target audience for this? Cause Barbie, have, like, is it supposed to be for like younger teenage, young adults? Is it for adults? It's not, I for have kids. to tell you, I can't figure that out. It's not for young, my young mom, kids. My though. mom brought my five-year-old niece. And so after I saw it, I go, how did she sit through this? And she's like, well, we were like getting snacks a lot. I was like, there's no way. So it wasn't kid, kid friendly. Like it wasn't for little kids. I honestly don't know how. I don't know how, unless it's a, a message that like they, a young adult, maybe more teen, young adult. I guess so. Or everybody. But it was very okay. God, please forgive me. What is the please rating? forgive me, feminist? Is it like a PG? I don't know. Oh. It's very preachy. That's how I felt. Oh, it was really? very preachy in a way that I was like, I didn't appreciate. I don't know. Oh, like I, you felt I, like you were being taught, like like oh, the audience is dumb, and we need to like yeah, like tell to them me. This. To me, they were pointing out some of the most obvious things I've I've. Uh, a woman in this world knows this is, this is a thing. Why are you telling me this again? Like I already well, maybe know. Maybe there's young girls who are in conservative yeah, situations. Why are you making a Barbie wouldn't... movie for them? Like, can't you just make a fun movie? Can I just see a fun movie? <laughs> I don't know. It just and there's this great speech by America Ferrara who's in the movie. She's not a Barbie, but she's like a, a character. I think in the I movie. saw part of that speech. It's a where fucking she's great like explaining, speech, but also yeah. it's like it's the same kind of memes that you've seen on the internet for the last ten years. Like, all right, is this a Facebook meme that my you know, second cousin twice removed, put up on Facebook with some hearts and like, that's right. Go, you go girl. Like that kind of thing. And I'm just like, all right, I don't know. I was expecting something else. So did it just feel sort of trite? And it like, did. It, to me, it was oh. just like, I got it. I, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And, and then also I'm trying to consider that maybe it's because I'm tired of all this bullshit too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I know all of this and I'm tired of talking yeah. about it. Barbie, where were you 10 years ago? Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. Of course, the best part for me was Ryan Gosling. He was so fucking funny. He was, was he so campy. He was so cute. He was singing. He was dancing. He saved the movie for me. Because Ken was just like so excited when he got to the human world. I mean, spoiler alert. Oh. When he gets to the human world, he's like, it was so man. He was like, <laughs> I could do anything. Like he was so fucking excited. <laughs> like we would probably be if we went to Barbie world and women ruled everything, right? Uh, like that's kind of what they were showing you. Okay. Like he comes to the human world. He's like, men are in charge. Like he was so <laughs> fucking excited. And so he was, to me, he was the best part. But. Well, I'm definitely going to see it. I don't know. When it comes on TV. Yeah. Um, and then we'll, we'll debrief. But Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oppenheimer to me was like. You know, but that's my gig. I fucking yeah. love that kind of well, shit. Well, you love history and yeah. And, yeah. yeah. 
So I, mean, I don't oh, oh. want to start or end without saying something about Sinead O'Connor. Oh. Because I was devastated. Yeah. Devastated. I will never forget when she tore that picture up. I watched it. We yeah. all watched it. Yeah. Live. I have to I, say, like, I mean, our generation, like, th- that was. Yeah. It was incredible. And I remember my oh, yeah. mom and dad's reaction. My mother was furious. My mom, my I don't think my mom was too mad, but my dad, like my dad didn't get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. he just sees the Pope My mom was, I remember my mom up. being very upset. Um, I, can't, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. Correct my, me if I'm wrong, yeah. mom. I'm sure you're listening. I'll have to ask my mother, but I can't, rem- I, I can't really gauge my mom's reaction, but my, I remember my dad commenting about it um, because everybody liked that Pope too. Yeah, but my God, he oversaw the worst of these scandals. I mean, he covered up so So many things. I was just, I was just listening to a, a podcast. Um, and it was a a story that took place in like the Mm sixties and it was a priest that like raped and killed this woman. Right. And, but it took 40 years before. Was this in Baltimore? I don't remember oh where God. it took place, but it took 40 years to catch him. They, but, the, but he had assaulted someone in another parish. They moved him to the parish where this woman was killed. He had then um, uh, st- almost stopped someone on the street, a 20-year-old. So then they put him in this monastery. And in the monastery, it's like where they put the worst of the worst priests who are like violent and rapists and pedophiles and all that shit. And then they put him in charge. Oh my God. And then they did these exercises with him because he had this whole thing where he's like, if I see a woman kneeling, like I have this urge to just want to go up behind him and strangle them and like attack them. So then they would put women in front of him. And he goes, oh no, I don't feel like strangling her. Okay, well you're cured. And they send him back out. No! Yes! And then like, then he ends up like leaving the priesthood and getting married. And then they finally catch it. Like finally it took 40 years because the church just kept moving. And then I was thinking, so there's a monastery that they sent evil men to and kept them and then just move, like just kick them out. I don't understand why they couldn't just excommunicate these men and throw them out. I think they the can first save. Time they think they, they can they, save people. Oh my god, it was no, it's horrific. And she was one of the first people. Yeah, back then because they, that's when like it, we, people were just starting to talk about yeah. that shit. But they had been talking about it in Ireland. That was the thing. America, we weren't talking about it like no. they were then. In Ireland, it was a huge case. It was a huge thing that was happening there. And that's why that country is basically not Catholic anymore. Yeah. Is because of all of these scandals and the things that happened. That's how they were trying, they were able to make abortion legal recently. Right. Because they have turned so many people away. So many families were devastated by what was happening in the churches to their children. And she was a hero to them. When she did that, she was a, she's like, you know, made herself a hero for for the for history in that country for standing up and speaking america wasn't ready for it and you know the following week joe pesci ho- yes uh, hosted. i was just gonna say that and he was like yeah. i would have kicked her in the yeah, face i would have slapped her, her in the face something if she like did that. that it's it was a very quick thing that people backlashed against her and yeah he would have slapped her or something you know it, it, this was the 90s it wasn't that fucking long ago that we were not calling out the church and fucking Joe Pesci, like, I get it. Good fellas, I get it. I get who you are. Yeah. You know, and I, I mean, you know. I'm sure love he the church. Actor, yeah. And I'm sure that, like, that's all rooted in, like, he's Catholic. Like, all of that rooted together. But you're going to go on stage and say you're going to slap some 20-year-old girl. You know what I mean? And yeah. then the whole audience, like, applauded it. That wouldn't fly today. It's just, you know, that's the other thing, too. Like, thinking about, like, in our lifetime, like, that was something that was so shocking. But if someone did it today, we'd be like, oh, okay, of course. And, and it wasn't until people like Sinead O'Connor said, right. what's happening in these churches is wrong. You could tell that something had happened to her, right? Like, you could tell that she had yeah. been, she had gone through it. Yeah, well, they like said that hair, she was abused. Yeah, her yeah. hair wasn't short like that for, like, a reason. She wanted to uh, make herself not sexual, yeah. I mean, she was a beautiful oh, God, woman. She was gorgeous. But she though. just did not want to feed into the femininity, femininity of it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? She wanted to distance herself from any sort of sexualization of herself, her body, her music, oh. her everything. And it's you a know? shame. And it was like she's blacklisted. You yeah. know what I mean? And the other thing And that's she come was out, like, she didn't care. Yeah, I know. She's and like, the other I don't thing, give a. 
Shit, I don't care. Yeah, the other thing that came out that I read over on Twitter and Facebook everywhere, like all of these hip hop artists at the time in the 90s, you know, hip hop wasn't recognized at the Grammys at the time. Like there was a community that again was coming up. Right. And she was a huge advocate for them and would bring them on tour or go on stage with them. And she was really this huge advocate for hip hop artists and supporting them like huge, like Flavor Flav. Oh, and all of these guys from these bands were just like, you have no idea how much she was a huge proponent of them and supporter. Like to me that again, Oh, that's she's, yeah, she's an incredible person. Incredible person. It's a shame. Or even Chris Christopherson who came out on the stage, you know, the following week she was at this, like, I think I forgot whose birthday it was. I want somebody's birth. Oh, Bob Dylan's birthday or some sort of anniversary. And she came out on stage and it was a week after the SNL thing. And she, in Madison Square Garden, she's getting booed, booed. And some people are cheering. Most of them are booing. And she just stood there and she was supposed to sing a song. And Chris Christopherson came over to her and put his arm around her and whispered something in her ear. Like, don't let them bring you down. Blah blah blah. He wrote a song about her called Sinead's song or something. It's fucking incredible how this brave girl stood up against everything it's incredible. You have to go hear this song. It's wild. And she then took the fucking headphones out of her ears and started screaming into the microphone. So I'm like, you know, the thing she said was like a Bob Dylan song. Would she oh. at the SNL like fight the real enemy? Yeah. That, that was a Bob Dylan. She was doing, not Bob Dylan, Bob Marley. Oh, okay. She was doing a Bob Marley oh, song. Oh, no, she did. Um, um, oh, it wasn't fight the enemy. War. Wasn't it war? Yeah, war. Is that Bob Marley? Yeah. Yeah. That's what she was doing. But I thought she said in it, fight, fight the real enemy or something. Maybe she said that at the end, but like Uh, this to me is what heroes are made of. This is how you stop bullshit by stepping up and saying like, this to me is what activism looks like. Yeah. You don't care about what your reputations are going to be. Who's going to look at you funny in a room. Who's not going to talk to you anymore. Who cares? Stand up and say, these things are wrong. You're doing the wrong thing. You're here for the wrong reasons. That is what we're supposed to do because change doesn't happen until you start speaking the fucking truth. It doesn't change. It could be the smallest thing, but shit will not change until we actually stand up and not think about our egos and our pride and our positions in places and start actually talking about how we're supposed to do things around here. I got to tell you, I'm very confused because the Florida Democratic Party has now announced a $1 million uh, investment in voter registration. And from what I understood, they weren't doing voter registration anymore because of all the fines that can happen, right? So what are we doing for a million dollars? I know Nikki Fried's going to go all across the state and she's going to encourage people to vote and encourage people to get out there and get involved. But I want to know what the plan is. If we're not doing paper vote registration anymore. QR codes. What are we doing? Is it getting people to do it themselves? Per county? They're going to each come up with their own plan. What's the plan? I love that you're going to invest a million dollars in this. I'm fucking stoked, dude. Yeah. But when I read that press release, when I went to the website, I don't see any fucking plan except that they're going county to county. Who are you talking to? Are you going to DEC meetings? Because I got I got news for you. Those people already vote. So where are we going where people aren't voting? Where are we going where people aren't registered? Because it can't be going to DEC meetings. It can't be. It just can't be going to the like local party. That's not how this is going to fucking work. And, and uh, also, <laughs> don't ask me what I'm doing. Okay? That's another fucking thing that's burning my ass today. Oh, well, what are you going to do? We did our fucking time. Yeah. Well, we do a lot. I feel like you I mean, do. You do every. I don't do shit. And, I'm, and on purpose. Stuff. On purpose. Hillary, you were out there getting petitions signed a couple weeks ago. Fine. That's but, giving your time. That's right. That's a, that's the, I that's want the petition things to happen. I want that to happen. But I think that everybody who's like, where is everybody? We need to do stuff. I think you all need to take a step back for a second. Because if somebody's not as involved as they used to be, there's probably a reason. People's lives change. Things happen. We can only give so much time. We are full-time working mothers right? We dedicated years of our lives. And I will, this is probably the third week in the row. And I'm going to say it again on the podcast under my watch. DeSantis was reelected twice. 
Under my watch, abortion went to six-week abortion ban. Under my watch, slavery is now being taught as a, a, benefit. a, a benefit to slaves. That all happened under what I was doing as activism. There's a lot of things that happened in this state that all went down the fucking hill when I was involved in activism. And you want me to give more of my time where my family crumbled around me? I didn't see my children basically for six fucking years of their life. You want me to give more time? Show me a plan that I can believe in. Show me where I can invest my money that I can believe in those people and where I think something actually good is going to happen. Show me candidates that deserve my time and attention and money. Show them to me. Don't look to me to help you when what the work that I was involved in didn't really move the needle in my humble opinion. That's how I feel. Don't make people feel like shit because they're not as involved. I can't do that anymore. There's plenty of people that could be doing more. Don't look at me and don't look at Tina because we put our fucking time in. We are doing what we can. We per- I, I can't speak for Tina, but I purposely took a step back from everything because my time now goes to my children. The end. I don't owe you or anybody else anything. I don't owe them anything. And until I feel like the party doesn't have their boot on my fucking neck, then I might come back and get involved. Really can't get, be successful. They don't allow you to be successful. So no. Hi. Whatever. <laughs> I love and care about everybody who's doing it. I'm glad. I'm happy that their people are there. I know no, they need more people. people. Doing good work. I know they they're need more people. I also need to be with my children. I need to be doing this. I'll, I'll support candidates personally, but I'm not getting involved in doing anything. And especially when I don't see a real fucking plan. We need voters registered. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to know where they're going to do it. That's all I'm asking. What, where is that happening? Tina, do you have a story or are you going to let do. me just bury myself in no, this hole? I mean, this is beer in front. Every week I'll talk about a beer that maybe we've forgotten along the way while we get those check-ins and badges. Being the Chicago beer guy, I'll also talk about great craft beer in the city of Chicago. And remember, sometimes the beer in front of you is the best one yet. That's Beer in Front, part of the Odd Pods Media Network. All right, ready? Yes. Today, Uh I'm going to tell you the story of the U.S.-Dakota War of 1862. Oh, my gosh. So the Dakota people expected the U.S. to honor and respect several peace treaties. First mistake. But when those promises were broken, a devastating war erupted, leading to tragic consequences. So... Our story takes place in Minnesota in 1862, and this is like in the middle of the Civil War. Mm. And this land was primarily occupied by the Dakota, who are also known as the Sioux. Um, But in the 1800s, white settlers, like, you know, kept making their way westward. And as they did, they settled and they tried to claim land that wasn't theirs to claim. And according to the Zinn Education Project, they kept pushing the Sioux out. So as the settlers entered Minnesota... Under the government of the U.S., right, they drafted these peace treaties um, that were supposed to provide food and other supplies as partial payment for giving up their land. So they're mm. like, okay, you know, we're going to give you this land for X amount of money, which was poultry sums, but we're also going to give you food and supplies and these other things. And the blog Native Hope offered more info. So basically, in 1851, there was a treaty called the Treaty of Traverse uh, de Sioux. And that restricted the Sioux lands to only a 20-mile wide by a 150-mile long strip. Mm. So what they had prior to that was about the size of New York State. Oh, my God. And then they're reduced to 20 miles wide, which is not long. For what? Some food? I mean, this and is what they And 150 miles long, Jesus. right? Jesus. And they sold it for 12 cents an acre, okay? And there were about 8,000 of the Sioux that had to move into that tiny strip of land because they were spread out, of course, right? But then when the Civil War happens, food supplies, right, that were promised are in short supply because those food and those supplies are now focusing on funding the war, okay? And there was very little sympathy for the Dakota, for the Sioux. In fact, upon hearing about how the Sioux were starving and hungry, there was a trader, um, you know, that was, you know, trading food and things like that. 
in the area named Andrew uh, Myrick, uh, who the Dakota people went to to try and get food on credit because they were starving. And he said, quote, if they're hungry, let them eat grass or their own dung. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, major incident. After one too many broken promises, the Sioux rose up and they attacked a settlement and they killed close to 500 settlers in this attack. And a chief named Little Crow backed the war and the war lasted six weeks. It was a six-week-long war in the middle of the Civil War, right? Um, And according to a Reuters article, uh, besides the killing of the settlers, several hundred settlers were taken hostage. So, Mm. like, they, you know, they went in. The other thing I found interesting, a little side note here, of the eat the grass guy. Um, well, he was found dead and his mouth was stuffed with grass. <laughs> Woo! They took care of him. Oh they my God. They took care of him. I guess they could understand English. So <laughs> meanwhile, settlers in the surrounding areas freaked out and fled because, you know, yeah. they're afraid. They're coming. Right. Yeah. But then the government sends troops in. Oh my God. Right? And ultimately they're victorious because like they have weapon, like it's just guns different. Yeah. So as far as the charges go, there was a trial and history.net reported that Colonel Henry Hastings Sibley convened the military commission to try the Dakota. And here's the thing. This is how they did it. They used war crimes as a way to try and try them in court. Right. So like this is instead of just like murder or this, they're saying that they committed war crimes. Can you try people who aren't even a part of your country? Like they're, they're yeah. indigenous people. Right. They don't sus- subscribe to your so government. Our, exactly. So that becomes a thing. Oh, okay. So the native hope blog explains that the military held trials of 498 men. Oh my God. And out of 303 here. of them were initially sentenced to death. <gasps> but the blog explains that this was basically a BS court because there's no evidence. There's no attorneys provided to the Native Americans. There was a language barrier, uh, right? Yeah. And the article explained that some of these trials lasted only five minutes, some of them. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was Get like out crazy. of here. Come on. So the fact that they used war crimes is this misrepresentation because there was no war crime. History.net right. explains that that this was the Dakota's legitimate practice of warfare. Like this is how they fought war. So in their mind, they're not doing anything wrong. Like this is their culture. This is how they fight. So, right. It's like going in, killing, kidnapping, whatever it is, like that's what they do. But it was members of the military commission who the article notes had no military law training, who decided that these were in fact war crimes. So they put together a military commission. The people in there have no law training, like in military law, and just decide, like, yes, this is what this is. And they charge these men and declare them guilty. This, you know, this is such a wild time, too, because the country's in complete fucking disarray. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was really bad up and down the East Coast there. Right. I mean, it was really, really bad. Right. And then this is yeah. out West, yeah. right? So, like, this like is happening here and there's this thing. other thing yeah. happening here. Yeah. So, but many people at the time did feel that the Dakota were justified because the U.S. was reneging on the treaties, right? So in the end, 38 of these men were sentenced to death after Lincoln. So they brought it up to Lincoln to Um, review the sentences. And then he he whittled it down to say, okay, 38 of these men are guilty when it should have been none of them, right? And the rest though, so those men are, are, are sentenced to death and the rest were forced to do this march to Fort Snelling, which I'll, I'll, I'll get to in a second. So I want to talk about the 38 men. And this part was really just, it's so incredibly sad to me. Oh, God. So 38 of the Dakota or the Sioux were executed on the day after Christmas in 1862. In an article found on a history of racial injustice, a witness to the mass edu- execution stated that as they placed the nooses on these men, quote, then ensued a scene that can hardly be described. This is going to make me so sad. I'm sorry. And which could never be forgotten. All joined in shouting and singing as it appeared to those who were ignorant of that language. The tones seemed somewhat discordant, and yet there was harmony in it. The most touching scene on the drop was their attempts to grasp each other's hands, fettered as they were. (sighs) They were... 
Very close together, as many succeeded, three or four in a row were hand in hand, and all hands swaying up and down with the rise and fall of their voices. We were informed by those who understood the language that their singing and shouting was only to sustain each other, that there was nothing defiant in their last moments, and that no death song, strictly speaking, was shouted on the gallows. Each one shouted his own name and called on the name of his friend, saying in substance, I'm here, I'm here. Jesus. And then just killed them all, like in front of all these witnesses. Oh my God. So an excerpt from John uh, Weiner's article in The Nation states, quote, President Abraham Lincoln's treatment of defeated Indian rebels against the United States stood in sharp contrast to his treatment of Confederate rebels. He never ordered the executions of any Confederate officials or generals after the Civil War, even though they killed more than 400,000 Union soldiers. You want to talk about traitors. Right. You want to talk about war crimes. Right. I mean, holy shit. There would be a whole generations and generations of people that wouldn't live in the South right now right. if we could fucking finally, if we had it killed all those motherfuckers. And not had monuments and all this yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And the flag. Yeah. We're still fighting over heritage. Oh my God. Yeah, except your great, great granddaddy's swinging from a fucking tree somewhere. Right. Which is what should have fucking happened. They're traitors. They're traitors. So in a tweet, Ruth H. Hopkins um, also goes by Red Road Woman. Um, she said, quote, they built a special scaffold to hang them all at once and made Dakota women, children, and elders <gasps> watch as the oh! crowd cheered. I was wondering where are all these women and children because these men, whoever's going on the march, are going to tell us right. about and the rest of them are hanging. What's right. happening with these women and these children? I know. Oh my God, that's fucking so, horrific. You know, as I said, the hangings weren't the end of things. According to the U.S. Dakota War website, hundreds of Dakota were sent to Fort Snelling as prisoners of war. Um, the article actually refers to it as an internment camp. And it cites a letter from John P. Williamson, which reads, quote, I have learned that orders have been issued to convey all the Indians who have not been convicted to the neighborhood of Fort Snelling. They will probably take up their march tomorrow. The men who have been convicted are to be taken to uh, Mankato for what disposal is not made known. And that's where they were hanged. It's a sad sight to see so many women and children marching off not knowing whether they will ever see their husbands and fathers again. Mm. And in the end, about 1,700 Dakota people, many of them women and kids, were finally removed from the fort. But news articles cited accounts of what happened when they put them on trains. So they, like, leave the, 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 the fort. They're putting them on trains to, like, disperse them out, like, out of state and like yeah. just like I mean basically they lose their home yeah and when they're being put on the trains one account from Samuel J. Brown noted quote men women and children armed with guns knives clubs and stones rushed upon the Indians as the train was passing by and before the soldiers could interfere and stop them succeeded in pulling many of the old men and women and even children from the wagons by the hair of the head and beating them and otherwise inflicting injury upon the helpless and miserable creatures he also recalled another incident, quote, uh, this time it was, quote, an enraged white woman snatched a nursing babe from its mother's breast and dashed it violently to the ground. Oh, my God. The baby was returned to its mother, but it later died, and its body was, quote, quietly laid away in the crotch of a tree, according to Dakota custom. Then they set up about three camps, and hundreds of folks ended up dying due to illnesses like measles, and then... Um, basically to put the final nail in the coffin, so to speak, the government took away the Dakota's reservation. So like even that strip of land, like took oh it all God. away. They were left with absolutely nothing. Meanwhile, it's nothing. called South Dakota, North Dakota. Nothing. And that whole area. Yeah. Oh my God. So in May of 1863, they were put on steamboats and moved to a place in what's now South Dakota called Crow Creek. Um, but some went to Nebraska and other places. And... Um, from what I was reading, a lot of kids who live like today, like in Minnesota, if you're learning about like your state history, they don't really learn the details of this war and what happened to the Dakota there. And then on top of that, you have the generational trauma oh that this God. has placed on families, yep. right? Of these Dakota children who are sitting in these classrooms and maybe hearing about this war and like, you know what I mean? And like, this is their family heritage. Well, we don't, what, what, why we need to learn about history? Ah. <laughs> uh, so um, according to, of course, this uh, Wast Vets article for NPR News, 
Um, historians now believe, of course, that several of those hanged were innocent. Like some of them weren't even involved in like the original killing. Yeah, what like, does that matter? Killing, right? five, with the, it's the color of their skin. They get a five minute trial. Right. Unbelievable. And the thing is like, you're not just taking land away, right? When you think about like indigenous people and their culture, like each of these like different indigenous tribes have their own language that's unique to each tribe, their own culture, their own food, their own medicinal practices, like all of this that is like a core to like who that group is. Right. And all of that is gone because, and it all comes back to that stupid, uh, the doctrine of discovery from 1493, uh, right? The whole like, basically like you can seize the land because it's there, right? Settlers can come in and just take what they want. Mm. So the University of Minnesota College of Liberal Arts page on the Dakota War noted that, quote, 150 years after the war, Governor Mark Dayton formally apologized, declaring August 17th, 2012 to be, quote, a day of remembrance and reconciliation. The Minneapolis and St. Paul City Councils formally declared 2013, quote, the year of the Dakota, and they employed the term genocide in their resolution, saying, like, this is what they did to these 200 people. 200 years later. I know. So some points of interest, um, history.net noted that more lives were lost in this war than in any other of the frontier period, even though it was just six weeks long. Wow. And in 2017, an artist created a sculpture that was in the shape of the scaffold and referenced the hangings and the Dakota were like outraged by this um, since folks there don't even know the history of the massacre, but you're going to like recreate the scaffold where these men oh died. God. Um, Native Hope wrote about the Dakota Memorial um, which is a restorative event that happens annually. And there are horse riders who take this 330 mile ride across oh. the plains to Man uh, Mankato where the hangings took place. And then runners do like a, a shorter, like a 90 mile sort of version of it. And they, that's where they end up going. Wow. And that's, that's the story of one of the largest mass executions in U.S. history. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, well. It's fucking terrible. You have, in our state, erasing... Black history in our state, like we don't learn uh, much about like what happened with the Seminoles and like, you know what I mean? Like we learn a little bit about them. Um, I, I think kids read the land remembered, which kind of glorifies the whole sort of frontier, you know, it doesn't paint the native Americans in the best light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I often wonder, you know, what real history are we getting in this state or in any of the States about the indigenous groups that were there? And their contributions or, or ways that we are trying to do some kind of reconciliation for them. It's messed up. I mean, I, I'm telling you, this it is where you can up. go all the way back to the beginning of this country. And this is where we have a problem. Yeah. This is where it started. But it's also like how humans behave. Like, you can't expect more than this because this is We're how it greedy. is. It's like we, we are greedy, yeah. greedy, greedy, selfish people. Yeah. That's why, like, when we hear about these aliens... That's the other oh. thing that came out. The aliens. Oh, was it you that told me? Up. Was it you who told me? Someone told me that like they're flying by with their spaceship and they're yeah. rolling up the window like, yeah. we got to get out of here, man. Yeah. We want nothing to do Listen, with the people on this planet. I, Let them destroy the planet and we'll come back when it's over. I was so excited <laughs> when I'm watching this hearing because I watched them, bitch. And they were, the guy was like, they have biological. Oh, the biological and he's uh, like, yes, matter. By, yeah. That it was non-human. Like, yeah. He goes, yeah, they have it. And I was like, oh. I know. I was so excited i'm so well now they're calling on this. um like to release those classified documents like yeah i want to see what they yeah. have and they should why can't they tell us about I know. it like what I do mean, they think is gonna happen and the worst part is you know how many people have been like accused of being conspiracy theorists and I they've know. known this information yeah. and they don't believe them i mean they tried on the internet to discredit some of these people and they're, they're not having it they're not having I, it's, it it's, it's curious to me how this is going to play out and um but I, someone, one of them was like, uh, this is a, a you know, uh, considered a, a national security threat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he was like, because there was something about them interfering, like it interferes with like the, the, the training, the military training and things like that where, you know. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that was incredible to me is one of the Navy pilots was up there and they're like, it was in Jacksonville. And they were, they were saying to him like, there is something out there. We're just going to let you know. If you see it, this is what you're going to see. And he's like, well, what is it? They're like, well, it's there. So so he gets up there for the first time and he sees and he realizes that it's a fucking, it's a spaceship. 
Thalian, like he can't track it. He's looking at it. It's moving in weird ways. It's it's all over the place. Like, and they saw he saw it like several times, like in over Florida, Jacksonville. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other one was has has any of them been aggressive? Oh, have you know anybody's been hurt? And the guy's like, yeah. <gasps> so my buddies have been hurt. What? Like they have hit the planes or hit whatever. Like deliberately or yes! like accidentally? No, deliberately, like aggressive behavior. They're oh, testing. Girl, They're girl, testing. Girl. I- I'm excited. Maybe this is what we need. I'm I mean. excited. Come. <laughs> let's go. What have you been waiting Listen, for? Just, let's go. Just keep my family intact. I'll cook you some Italian American food this. so you can no, try it out. No. So you can, no, they, you never know. You never, I'm trying to get Tina, offer. I'm not everything offer. is solved with food. You, you never know. There, uh, they might be like, this is some cuisine I've never had before. Well, great. What am I going to do? I can't cook. I can you do? just come with me. You're part of the pod. Oh, so my God. We're going to be like, look, this is the pod of people. We got to stay together. Ugh. We're doing the good work on this planet. Go after the Mitch McConnells of the world. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the government that they're going to see. Who take oh me to your leader. God. They take him to Doey DeSantis. Oh, my God. Who doesn't know how to. You know what? He could uh, probably, probably be brilliant with aliens because he can't interact with, with, with humans. Can you imagine, though, like this, this highly intelligent life form? Yeah. Coming that to this know. planet. That we know. We don't know if they're we highly. They well, probably, they have them. They've managed to make it to Earth. Okay. <laughs> so they got to have. Someone's got to be smart And we're so somewhere. dumb. We don't even shoot them down. Right? What the fuck are we doing? But we probably don't know how. Yeah. You know, we probably can't. They move too fast or weird. Who knows? God. But they're coming and they look down on us. Yeah. With all of our bullshit. They, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's so stupid. What? Yeah. They, what are they thinking? They're probably like these idiots. Yeah. Or is it like when we look at, you know, little Listen, ants crawling around? You know what I mean? This is what I said to you this morning, too. I saw oh this great God. thing. It's like, how about how about a reality check? Oh, you want a reality check? The hottest days on Earth in the last 100, <laughs> the, ho- the hottest seven days on Earth in the last 100,000 plus years has been in the last week. Yeah. The hottest days on Earth in 100,000 years <laughs> has been this last week. <laughs> The aliens, you yeah, know what? We're doing have, this I know, year. Listen, we're preparing. <laughs> the Earth is melting. They're coming. They're, they're going to well, come. They're going to come, and they're going to be like, "No, yeah, man, you guys it. screwed it up. You yeah. screwed up the planet." That was what I was telling you this morning. God was like, "I'm going to make them in my image," right. and then He checks back in. You know, <laughs> thousands <laughs> of years later, and He's like, well, "You I guys turned, screwed this." I, up. I did turn the heat up back in the 1970s. I thought they would have gotten a hold of this, and then they see yeah. the government going, "There's no such thing as a <laughs> climate." He's like, "You know what? Turn it all the way the fuck up. Let's go. Let's speed this fucking experiment up. Oh I'm done with these God. dumb motherfuckers now. I'm done with them." These aliens have come here. They're like, man, we need a yeah. place to, you know, uh, uh, you know, settle. Yeah. And this planet has all the things that we need. But now they've screwed up the ozone. Now yeah. they've screwed up the oceans. We can't stay here. They're probably on their way somewhere else. Yeah. They probably go, look at these stupid assholes. Oh my God. Which is what I do. I'm basically an alien. Just come take <laughs> me already. Just take <laughs> me already. I'm ready for it. Oh, wait. I'm we only do ready have- for it if they're nice. We I do can't have deal a gift. with I we can't deal with like Republican aliens. You know what I mean? No, no, no. There's no Republican aliens. Please, that's ridiculous. Can you just be liberal or kind, let empathetic aliens? Let me tell you something right now. <laughs> if a if, if fucking if, <laughs> the Republicans like, would deny it, there'd if, be an alien if, standing <laughs> on the House floor, and they'd be like, "This isn't real." You know what I mean? They would not even acknowledge. They please. Well, what please. if what if the aliens? Imagine if the aliens are all like crazy cute you know what i mean it, oh, that would be, be too hot. much for me <laughs> like just much? can you just be kind aliens like we have so much like bad people to deal with i can't deal with bad aliens on top of it i need good aliens that you know what i'm saying tina that's not gonna <laughs> happen what they're coming to take over i know but they can still you know be no, nice. we're gonna be living in internment camps oh, that's gonna great. be it's gonna be human internment oh, camps God, what are we gonna do like dig yes we're gonna, they're going to treat us like the fucking animals that we are. Oh, God, no. Can yes. you do it after my lifetime? All right. Well, after my kids. Let's open a gift. After my grandkids. We got a gift today. Ooh, now I'm scared. A- now I'm going to go home scared. Fragile. <gasps> Must be Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Annette, send us a gift. Thank Yay. you, Annette. We love you. Oh, Let's open it. It was right on my doorstep when we came home today. <gasps> Me and Tina. Oh, what is this? Let's see. 
Woo! <laughs> Tina, you want to open the card? Tina oh, and Hillary, oh. the sweet angel baby. What did she give us? Oh, it's a cute little card. <gasps> Tina loves it. What does it say? <gasps> what? So they're not in a little pink box, but they are the Ted Lasso recipe. Oh. Delicious. Oh. Hope you enjoy. Oh, my God. Biscuits. Look. The Ted Lasso biscuits. Oh, my God. <gasps> we got to have one. Oh, my God. I, I can't. I can't. The Ted Lasso biscuits. Oh, my God. Look. Oh, my God. I have to. Yeah, take one. This is, <gasps> I oh feel like I'm, uh, what's her face on the show? Rebecca. Yeah. Oh, my God. Buttery. Oh, God. Flaky. They're amazing. Ooh, we've got mm. British biscuits. Can you do it with an accent? Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Annette, you've outdone yourself, my friend. My God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I really this was hoping. This just made the podcast so happy. Thank when we you. started the podcast, that someone would just send us biscuits. I'm going to have biscuits and tea. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Thank you this so like, much. I can't take another bite. I'll, ta I'll eat it after. This is like the most flaky, oh my God, it's buttery, delicious. amazing biscuit I've ever had. You got to take some of these home, though. Do not leave them with me. My husband will be so excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is he called again? A royal something? Oh, royalist? He's a royalist. Yeah. Well, that was delicious. <gasps> Annette. Ted Lasso for everything. We got Ted Lasso biscuits. I mean, this is exciting. What? <laughs> it's so exciting. I never imagined I would ever have look a at, Ted Lasso biscuit. Look at how biscuit. buttery they are. I just put them down on my paper. Uh, I left a butter mark. Uh, so good. Thank you. I need more coffee, though, to, to have it. A tea. You need tea. I need some tea and a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, people loved our punk rock episode. I'm just <gasps> saying. I'm just fucking saying. I feel like we're killing time now, but okay. we don't need to. All right. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. Thank you. And thank you, Annette. Thank you. Thank you. Also, thank you. why isn't anybody else sending us food? I Send mean, us fucking food. What? How dare you? We're starving. Starving. We're starving. We're hot. We're hot. <laughs> we're broke. We're in Florida. Come on. God I mean, damn it. Just send us. A, uh, cheer us up. What's your favorite candy? Oh, I like dark chocolate. Okay, anything with dark like chocolate. Dark, 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 you know, in the 90%. 90% you know cocoa I mean? bean. Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I like anything jam. gummy. Sweetest oh, Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Yes, send us candy. Yeah. I want candy. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's okay. go. We got to get out of here. It's All fucking right. late. The sun has gone down. Look, it's officially yes. dark. Ooh. Let's go. All right. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support the Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.